The message tonight is, 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 is titled, What Are You Wearing? And uh, it, it has a little bit, maybe, I guess, to do with Halloween, only in the fact that I'm not going to have a message to deriding Halloween and all those things or anything. I, I just, I, I, what, what amazes me about Halloween is how into it people get, that, that, that it's not just little ones, <laughs> it's all us big ones too. You know, I mean, I, I looked up some things, and the uh, National Retail Federation estimates that Americans uh, will, will, will spend $8 billion on Halloween. Eight b- b- with a B billion dollars on Halloween. Adults, shame on all y'all. Not you because you're here. Praise God, it's not you. Shame on all those people that aren't here tonight. You know what I'm saying? It's, no, I'm telling you, we need to go out to the highways and byways. Adults attending Halloween theme parties are 36.2%. Of the 170 million Americans that say that they celebrate something, give out candy, celebrate Halloween, whatever that is, 36% of those are adults going to parties dressed up. <laughs> right, you never know. It says there's $2 billion spent on candy. Now, you can't deride that. That's good stuff. you got to like all the candy. That's... But here's the thing that, that, I, that I, when I, when I begin to think about Halloween, I begin to see what adult, and we're not talking about just little kids running around dressed up as whatever, M&Ms and ghouls and all of, you know, whatever, but adults will get, man, they will spend like months preparing and thinking about the best Halloween costume. And then when they put it on, they, they begin to act differently. They begin to act like whatever character they are dressed up as. Daniel wanted to go as Ricky Bobby, if you've seen that movie, in an underwear and a motorcycle helmet. We told him he can't go out of the house in underwear and a motorcycle helmet. Luckily, it's cold out, or he might have. So, But here's the deal. We think, as a, these are adults, right? These are us. We, we have this perception that if I put on this Batman costume, somehow... In this evening, I have become Batman. We act like Batman, you know, we put on our super, Superman costume, we put on our Catwoman outfit, and we all begin to act like that's who we are for the evening. But wearing a cape no more makes you be able to fly and no more makes you Superman than standing up on top of the, top of the building here and flapping your arms and jumping off. You're still going to, you're not Superman. So why is it that, that we, can, we can suspend our, our, our belief to the point where we think we're Captain Jack Sparrow? Because we have the little locks on our head and we wear this booting thing, these outfits with boots and a big sword, and now all of a sudden we're a pirate. How can we take ourselves from being everyday Joes and Joettes and that all of a sudden in a moment we become whoever it is that we're dressed up at? But then the next day you wake up and it's still you. But there is something that we can put on that will absolutely transform and change your life. And that when you wake up tomorrow, you still be different. 
See, there is another side to this. That's why I ask you tonight, what are you wearing? Are you putting on Christ Jesus, like it says in the Word? Are you dressing yourself and clothing yourself in the Word? Because that is something. Unlike your Batman and Catwoman outfit, Marie, I know you got one. Unlike that, it doesn't make you Catwoman, it doesn't make you Batman. I have a Superman outfit. Somebody got for me one time here when I did a little message about Clark Kent to Superman, a transformation of the believer. Great message. You'll never hear it because it's archived. It's way gone. But I got everything. Blue tights. Oh, no kidding, man. But they gave me red shorts to cover them, thank goodness, because they weren't good looking on me. I got a cape. I got a shirt with a big uh, Superman thing on it. I had the whole costume. I used to wear it to school every now and then when I was teaching. But I couldn't fly. I wasn't Superman. It doesn't matter if you wear it, I wear it. It doesn't matter who wears it. None of us are going to fly. But, but here's the deal. If, if you will find out what this word says about you, it will transform you because there is a superhero in there. The superest of superheroes who has all of the power, right, authority, and dominion. And he has seated it and given it to us those of us who know him and are part of his family and we're, we're part of, of his being. And that as he's sitting at the right hand of the Father, it says we're sitting there with him. And that's not necessarily like physically sitting there with him, but in that spiritual seat of authority that is the right hand of the Father, here we are with our brother Jesus and we're on our way. But you got to get dressed. Too many believers are running around spiritually, buck naked, trying to whoop up on the enemy, and they, don't, they, ain't got no, they ain't got no clothes on. You ever seen those crazy people running around? They don't work out well in the sporting events. The naked guy jumps on the field, starts running around, trying to do stuff. They eventually tackle him, and he's naked on front of TV and his mama at home and everybody else, and he looks like an idiot. There are a lot of believers out there who refuse to put on the Word, refuse to, to take the Word on the inside, R refuse to say, you know what, I'm going to live like Christ. That's how you clothe yourself. You begin to live like Christ in this earth. You begin to live the word in your life. We refuse to do that, but we want the things that come with, with all of that. So we're going to go through a few scriptures and talk about clothing ourselves, maybe about being changed, transformed, those kind of things. 2 Corinthians 5.17, not a scripture you don't know. But it says that if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature now this is important okay because unlike your batman outfit that doesn't change you but you receiving jesus as your lord and savior you're inviting him into your life old things it says are passed away behold all things then are made new god begins a renewal process on the inside of you at that moment that doesn't mean you're not ever going to go out there and do anything wrong it means you got a chance now to go out there and do everything right. I think too many times we pay too much attention to all the places where we missed it and all the things we can't do. And I, hey, how about the places where you have made it, where God can come through for you, where you have put yourself in position, and where you are going the right direction? See, it says all things have been made new. So make the change. You go to a place all of a sudden, You've lost a whole bunch of weight, none of your clothes fit, you go get new clothes. 
You're saved. Put on some new clothes. You know what I'm saying? Not like new duds. But we clothe ourselves in the word of God. Galatians 2.20 says, I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but it's who? Christ who lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Isaiah 61.3 says, Let go of the spirit of heaviness, yet put on the garment of praise. Now, I've talked to a lot of folks, and we take time in the beginning of the service to praise and to worship and to sing and to clap our hands and to dance and to shout and do all those kind of things. We're worshiping God. We're praising God for who he is. You know what leaves as you put on your praise? Heaviness. You're making a transfer in that time. Now you're putting on your Batman outfit, you're really Batman. How many of you get up, you're a little heavy? Maybe in the middle of the day, you're a little heavy. Maybe you've had a bad afternoon, you're a little heavy. It says in Isaiah 61.3 that we have the ability to get rid of that heaviness if we'll clothe ourselves in the garment of praise. So what are you wearing? You know folks who are heavy. You know folks who are going through things. You know when you've been going through things. It's not a joke they need. They need the presence of God in their life. They need to praise. Praising him takes the eyes off of where you are. Praising him takes the eyes off of what you have going on around you and focuses it on him. And there's nothing but goodness in him. So you can wear that garment of praise. You can put that thing on and you can begin see no heaviness i know you don't have him to come to your house and play the piano for you but you know the words to your favorite songs turn on k love 106.7 they'll send you down the right path how many have made up songs to those other stations they just you made up new christian words to them that's all right You can't sing half of those words, so you've got to make up your own as you go, so I catch myself sometimes changing the words. Romans 13, 14. Romans 13, 14 says, Put on Christ and make no provision for the flesh. Now, this one's a little bit interesting because when you begin to look, you begin to think, how many of you have those moments in those days where you say, I just can't help myself? Well, you can because it says if you put on Christ, you won't. It's like you're putting on a, a nice protection. When you put on Christ, it says you make no provision for the flesh. Those two things can't work together. They can't mesh. I've shared this and talked about it forever. You can quit smoking, just pray in the Spirit. You can't smoke, all those things tend to go away. That's how I did it. I didn't say, okay, God, I'm going to quit, and then walk out the door and never ever think that was a really good idea. It was a good idea by the time I got in the car. And then when I got to work and all them other people were doing it, and it was a better idea. But then I began to pray in the Spirit. You know what? Those things began to leave. Why did those, why did those cravings and all those, all those yearnings and those things begin to leave? Because I'm clothing myself in who Christ is. And I'm shutting the door to the flesh in my life in those areas. That's Romans 13, 14. Ephesians 6, 10 through 13. In the New, in the New King James, it says, Finally, my, my brethren... 
Be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on, uh, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able, be, be able to stand against the wiles of the enemy. Hey, Pastor John, the devil's just beating me up. Well, you got your armor on? What armor? Well, let's go back and... I'm not making any of this up. It comes right out of the Word. I, and you know most of this. I'm just reminding you of it. On a great night where people dress up as Batman and get to pretend they are, tomorrow you get to be who Jesus is in this earth because you get the opportunity, just like the rest of us who are saved, to put on Christ. And if you will choose to do that, if we will choose to clothe ourselves in who He is, if we will choose to put ourselves in the place where we can put on the armor of God, we'll be able to stand against the wiles of the enemy. How many have had people come to you and they said, man, the devil's beating me up. I don't know what I'm going to do. I need you to help me. And you say, I'm here for you. I want to stand with you. I'm going to pray and agree with you. But let me tell you about some armor that you can wear in your life so that you can stand against the wiles of the enemy. I think the believer has this whole wardrobe of stuff that's available to us to put on and to wear. Man, I'm feeling some heaviness today. You know what? What did that say in Isaiah? Oh, I can get rid of the heavy. What do I got to do? Well, I got to praise. I put on that garment of praise. I start singing. I don't sing well either. It's all right in your car. Nobody can hear you. This is cold outside now. Your windows aren't open. You may look funny, but it's all right. You're going to feel better. That's, that's important. It says that you need to put on the armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but principalities and powers. See, we want to fight people, and God says just put on the armor, and you whoop up on the enemy. But if you don't have armor on, if you don't know what the Word says, if you're not sure what God's telling you, if you're not sure what the Scriptures say about your situation, then there's not going to be a whole lot of ammunition for you as you stand against the enemy bug naked. Put on some spiritual clothes you can do it i can do it we're all the same right put on our pants one leg at a time we tie our shoes i mean it, we're all the same in this this isn't special stuff for the pastor this isn't this actually comes out of ephesians right where we begin to talk about the fact that the pastor's job or the five-fold ministry job is to to help the saints to instruct the saints, to teach the saints what? How to live, how to work, how to do the work of the ministry. How to stand, how to dress, how to do all those things. It's not about suit coats, ties, jeans, t-shirts, not even about that. It's about putting on the Word of God. Knowing the Word of God. Knowing it about your life, about your situation, about where God's taken you, about what he says about you, allowing old things to pass away, all things to become new. Some of us have been struggling with some of the same stuff for a long time. Start getting dressed. Start doing battle. Start doing warfare. Start standing against that thing. Somewhere you got your tail feathers sticking out. So get some things covered up. If you read this, though, in the Message Bible, it says, be prepared, you're up against far more than you can handle on your own. Little kids, man, they, they, they think they're Batman. Remember Liam and his little Batman that he wanted with me? There was a time where I was coming, little, I think it was Liam. 
He was gonna. He was gonna. He was dressed up as something. He's got all. What is it? The Hulk now, and he's got a Captain America and Thor, and he's got. I don't know what all he's got. He's got all these little things. So he puts them on, and he really thinks he can. He can. He thinks he's the Hulk. He's only this tall. And you know what I. You know. Well, his dad's here, so I can't say what I always do. Poor Liam. But I wouldn't stand a chance against the real Hulk. But here's the thing. You can, you can be transformed from who you are today to spiritually, in your life, the Hulk. Because there is power and authority and dominion that God is pouring into your life. And it says, he who is on the inside of you is greater than he who is in the world. So the ability to be transformed, the ability to be changed is on the inside of you. The ability for you to be victorious is on the inside of you. You just have to live it in your life. If you'll live it in your life, it'll come on the outside. It works. You know how it works. When you go to a funeral, you put on a suit, you act different than you do sitting around in your PJs. Why? Because you're dressed up. What if y'all had to wear a shirt that said, I love Jesus on the front? You couldn't be, you couldn't be flipping people off at the four-way intersection. You couldn't be getting mad at your wife. You couldn't be, you know, screaming at your kids at the grocery store when you got the shirt on that says, I love Jesus. Big hat says, I'm a believer. Lights that blink on it. Why? Because everybody would know. That's the whole idea, right? You would act differently because you were reminded of who you are. You might look really funny in a blinking hat that says, I'm a believer, and a shirt says, I love Jesus. You might, nobody has that on, do they? Because it's a really good look for you. But you'd act differently because everybody would know. See, you would, you'd be dressed differently, sir, but you would act, why don't we do that every day? See, why don't, we, why don't we do that every day? It says here that we're going to be up against things that are far more than we can handle on our own. Take all the help that you can get, every weapon that God has issued so that when it's all over but the shouting, you'll still be on your feet. And then it goes on and it lists them, right? The helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, your feet are shot in the gospel of preparation of peace. You have the belt of truth, the sword of the spirit, and the shield of faith. You've got all the weapons of your warfare. You're dressed. We've talked about it before. It's not sitting in the closet somewhere. You put it on. Some people get up in the morning and begin to go through this ritual of putting on the garment of praise to get rid of the spirit of heaviness. They begin to pray. They begin to meditate the word. They begin to put on those, those shoes. They begin to put on the belt. They begin to put on the breastplate. Why? That reminds me that I'm righteous and that I'm part of his family. He's given me a shield of faith that's going to quench any fiery dart of the enemy. And he gives me the sword of the spirit, a very powerful weapon that sharper than any two-edged sword, right, in Hebrews chapter 4, 12. So all of these things that we have, now all of a sudden when I get up in the morning, it's different. Why? Because I'm getting dressed. When I played baseball, I got dressed the same way all the time. 
put the pants on the same way, inside out, fold the socks over the edge, pull those things up, make sure they're nice and tucked tight, get everything on, put the belt on, make sure the shirt's on the right way, everything's tucked in the right way, everything was perfect, sleeves were just right, nice wristbands, little eye black, hat, the whole, everything was perfect. And when I came out there, I looked good. I knew I was good. I knew I could hit better because my pants were nice. I knew I could do, I could do everything. Well, I, I dressed. I dressed for it. Are you dressing for it? Those kids come out all sloppy pants hanging all over one side or the other. Man, we'd have to take them over. Come here. Let me show you how to dress. It's important. Dress for success. Business world says it all the time. Dress for success. Well, in the church, we should be dressing, spiritually, we should be dressing for success, putting on the armor of God, putting on the garment of praise. Why? Because those are the things that when you put them on, they change you. Those are the things that if you'll dare wear them, if you'll dare put them on, they will begin to change who you are in this earth. Batman outfit is only worth $14.99 at Walmart, and it ain't going to be any good because it ain't going to make you Batman. Go buy a Bible for 10 bucks at Walmart, begin to put that on, and that's going to really change and transform your life. It is. It's the truth. But you can't wear what you don't know. So we learn. Ephesians chapter 4. Verse 17 through 24, it says, This I say therefore and testify in the Lord, that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk in the futility of their mind wearing silly Batman outfits, having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart. Now these aren't us. These aren't the people who are saved, whose life has been changed and is being renewed and transformed. This is somebody who's walking in the world in the futility of their own natural mind. We are believers who are taking the word of God and beginning to live it in our life. One step, one day, one week at a time. It goes on, though, and continues on. And it says, Who being past feelings have given themselves over to lewdness to work all uncleanness, uncleanliness with greediness, but you, you have not so learned Christ if indeed you have heard of him and have been taught by him as the truth in his Jesus that you put off concerning your former conduct the old man which grows corrupt. So you put off the old clothes and you put on the new clothes. It actually goes on and says here that you're going to put off all of those things. But it says in verse 23, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind that you put on the new man that was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. That we forget the old and put on the new. I have in my house at least three wardrobes. At least three. Don't, I mean three. For different sizes of me. I don't throw away the big stuff when I'm little because I know eventually I'm going to end up back big and I'm going to need all of that. 
It's what I got on now. I don't dare throw away the little stuff because eventually someday I hope to be back there when it's still in style. Some of it's going to have to come back around because it's not been in style a while. Why do we spiritually in our life migrate through the different wardrobes? This is one size fits all. Yet we still struggle with those things that are in here. If you read in Colossians chapter 3, it says we're seated with Christ in heavenly places. Some of us wouldn't dare wear in, in like wear spiritually what we got going on in our life if we were sitting with him. I mean, we are, but we like to fool ourselves. And that's why we don't always come to church. Because we don't feel like we're dressed appropriately in the, spiritually, not in the natural. Wear whatever you want. Just wear something. Shirt, no shirt, no shoes, no service. I'll, you got something. Pants too. But, see, we would, would you do what you do with your friends on Saturday with Jesus on Sunday? What are you doing on Saturday, Marie? You're a good girl. All right. (laughs) But it says in Colossians chapter 3, verse 4, it says, When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature. That that earthly wardrobe that we have, the flesh part of us that we fall back into, that we won't get rid of and stay clothed in what he... Have you ever seen somebody who who, who, got all new clothes and they were all about it? And you hope that's the thing that begins to end their life in the the natural, begin to kind of take them to a new level. But if they don't change who they are, that all becomes as bad as the old. And this says... That, that we, need to put, we need to put to death whatever belongs to our earthly nature, sexual morality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these things, the wrath of God is coming. You used to walk in these ways in the, in the life you once lived. Why, does that, why, is he able, why is he able here, Paul, to say, in the life you once lived? Because he's talking to people who are seated with Christ in heavenly places. That's not who you are anymore. We're different. It says, but now you must also rid yourselves of all such things as these. Make it a little bit of a distinction. Make it a little bit of a growth pattern here. In the first part, remember, it says, get rid of sexual morality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed. And now it says we also have to rid ourselves of anger, rage, malice, slander, filthy language. Bleep, 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 bleep. Yeah, that too. Do not lie to each other. Since you have taken off your old self with its practices, and you have put on the new self, which is being renewed in the knowledge and the image of its creator. In verse 12 it says, Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourself with. Compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. 
clothe yourself. What are you wearing? Is there humi- We've been talking about humility. Is there kindness? Is there gentleness? Those are fruits of the Spirit. Patience. It says, bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive them. Whew. God's at work on the inside of you. That's Philippians 2.13. He's working on the inside of you. That work that he's doing on the inside of you begins to change you from the inside out. Don't squelch that work. Let him do it. Participate in it. See, God, God is, God, I don't want to put anything past him and say he can't do stuff. I don't want to say God won't, can't do any. He can do anything. But how many of you know God likes to get us in participation with him? He likes to move and use us. He likes to move in and through us. He likes, he likes us to participate. That's why it says in Romans 12 too, renew your mind to the word if you would like to be transformed. He doesn't say step over here into the transforming booth and I press a button and poof, you're transformed. He says renew your mind. He doesn't even say, I will renew your mind. He says, you renew your mind, and I will transform you. There's something about this being clothed in righteousness. There's something about this putting on of Christ. There's something about this robe of, robe of righteousness that he gives us when we come to him in salvation. There's something about this garment of praise. See, there's something about, uh, that those, man, those are, those are what we wear. That's how we live in this world. That's how we exist in this world. How would you like to go out in the middle of the winter without a coat? It's cold. You freeze. You start to, you know, things start to happen to you. Things don't work the right way. You just start to do this. You just get sick, all those kind of things. Well, spiritually, it's the same thing. Man, you're out there in warfare, and you need to have on the right outfit. So what we need to do as believers is begin to understand, live, and learn this word. And I know a lot of you have been saved for a long time, but that doesn't mean we know everything. How many of you learned something in the, last, in the last month that you didn't know before in the word? Something somebody taught you, God showed you, Holy Spirit made alive to you in your quiet time, whatever that is. I know this all doesn't make sense to each one of us, because how many of you did something didn't make sense six months ago and it makes sense now? How did that happen? Began to renew your mind. Began to take that truth. Began to take that, that thing that God was speaking to you, that scripture that you read or that thing that somebody said, and you begin to ask God, what is this, man? Tell me about it. Hey, why don't you teach me some stuff? That's putting it to practice in your life. That's renewing your mind to the word. That's transforming who you are. That's dressing yourself and clothing yourself in Christ. That's putting you in position. Now, maybe not guys, but girls, I mean, how many of you like to get a new dress every week? That'd be awesome. Get a new outfit all the time, get some new shoes. Marie loves bags. She'd get a new handbag every week if she could. I mean, you know, I mean, how many of you like all that? See, you like all, man, that's all good stuff, isn't it? Heck, I'd even give away my old stuff if I just got new stuff every week. Huh? Now, I don't want you giving away the old revelations. You can give those to somebody else, but keep them for yourself too. But here's the thing. How about you get a new outfit every week? 
How about we get a new outfit each month? How about God begin to lead us and guide us and direct us and to show us some stuff? Well, I don't know about that. That sounds like some work. Yeah, oh yeah, it's work. Yep. It's not osmosis. It doesn't come from just sitting in here, I'll tell you that. Some of you have been in here a long time, buck naked. No, I'm just kidding. You know, I, but it doesn't just come from hanging out here. I mean, this is, this is, this is, this is, this full-fledged, right? Jeremiah, it says that, that you, you, you will seek me in, verse, in chapter 29. You will seek me and you will find me if you seek and search with all your heart. Do we really want to be Batman? I mean, do we want to be a pirate? I mean, do we want to be who God called us and commanded us and created us to be? Maybe he made you to be a pirate. You ain't going to get there without getting dressed every day. You're not going to get to that point in your life without putting on the garment of praise, getting rid of the spirit of heaviness because the enemy is going to bring stuff against you. Romans 12.1 says that we need to Live our lives or, or, or take our flesh and put it on the altar as a living sacrifice. That's a real issue for us because as soon as we get up there, we jump off. Right? As soon as God does something to us on Sunday morning or on Wednesday night or, or at the Joyce Meyer thing or at the, the whatever, wherever we've been, as soon as God does something, we come down to the altar, we go out those doors and we tend to, we tend to talk ourselves back off of that altar. We came into that place and said, okay, God, here's everything I got. And then the farther we get away from that place, the easier it is for us to kind of scooch off that altar. But he says, keep yourself up there. Live your life pure. Get rid of all the anger and the lewdness and the potty mouth and all the stuff. These are all just scriptures that are just right out of the word that I'm just reading that, that have to do with putting on who he is and not wearing who we were. Stay on the altar. And then he says, and you will be absolutely changed, transformed, metamorphosized into a new person if you renew your mind to the word. Renew your mind, renew your mind, renew your mind. There are messages that I go back and listen to. How many are like that? Over and over, not all of them. Not all of them, there are a handful of them. There are scriptures that I go back to. There are messages that I've preached that God takes me back to that I just scroll through over and over and over. But then there's another side of that where there's a new part where God's stretching you and growing you and taking you to. How many of you in here have been through and graduated VBI. Just raise your hands. Perfect. Got a whole new group and a whole new candidate of folks. I'm telling you, VBI will change your life. Why? Because it teaches you what to get dressed in. That's all. Nothing fancy about it. Some of the best teachers of the word in the world. Right, Bill? Oh, absolutely. Overcoming faith. Righteousness. The power of prayer, fruits of the Spirit, gifts of the Spirit. Old Testament surveys 1 and 2, New Testament surveys 1 and 2. Bible covenants, all kinds of classes that, that just continue to impart to you 
the word, the word, the word, the word. And then you spend time renewing your mind to what? The word. And what does that do? Transforms your life. It's not a difficult equation. It's pretty simple. There's only one variable. (laughs) Point your finger like this at you. Me. I got to do it just like you got to do it, just like he's got to do it and she's got to do it. We all got to do it. But the bonus is if we will, our life will be changed. Romans 12, 2 in the Message Bible says, part of it, readily recognize what God wants from you and quickly respond to it. It says, God brings out the best of you and develops well-formed maturity in you. We're not going to grow up to be a bunch of whiny babies. Not going to do it. We're going to grow up to be warriors, men and women of Christ, who will fight the good fight of faith. Right? 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Verse 4 says, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're mighty in God to the pulling down of strongholds. It allows you to take every vain imagination captive because of the power of Christ. That's a good scripture to know. I spout off all these things and I... They just in there somewhere. Why? Because I've been doing this for 20 years. I, I tried to pay attention. I'm learning new stuff all the time. But I don't got to go back and worry about that outfit. I put that one on. Right? You do. Same, 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 same thing. No, no different. Casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. So when the enemy tells you that it's not true, when the enemy tells you that you can't make it, when the enemy tells you that you're not going to be what God called you to be, you're not going to have what God said you could have, see, it says casting down those arguments that the enemy's making against the truth or the knowledge, the wisdom of God. Bringing all those thoughts into captivity to the obedience of Christ. I'm taking all that, I'm able to take all that stuff. I don't have to meditate on it. I know what to do with it. If you had a virus on your computer, you would not keep it on your computer. You get rid of it. Why? Because I'll lose all my stuff. It will destroy everything that's in there. Spiritually speaking, don't let the enemy put a virus in your head. The battle for your life is usually between your ears. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Proverbs 23, 7. You know just as well as I do, when your head gets going the wrong direction, it's not soon that everything else follows. But you also know if you can keep your head going in the right direction, there doesn't seem to be a whole lot that bothers you either. Just keep your head going in the right direction. I don't know a whole lot. I don't know what's going on. I'm not sure about it. Hey, I'm telling you, just find out Philippians 4. 
We'll leave it at this. The battle for your life is mostly fought in your mind. What are you wearing? What are you wearing? I mean, you could just, just where you are, just close your eyes. I mean, God will tell you. Is it inferiority? Condemnation? Anger, lust? Take those things captive. Those are vain imaginations. Those are the enemy lying against the word and the truth of God in your life. Take them captive. Put on the armor of God in your life. What's the formula? What do I need to do? What do I need to pray? What do I need to, hey, 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 just ask God for you. I don't know. I know you need to, we need to read the word. We need to pray. We need to speak with God. We need to hear from God. We need to come to church. We need to fellowship together. We need to get the right friends. We need to go in the right direction. All of those things. But first, you got to get dressed. When you get up in the morning, what's, what's God speaking to you? When you get up in the morning and you don't want to get up and you don't want to face the day and you don't want to deal with the kids and you don't want to deal with the dog and you don't want to go to work, and it's, hey, hey, time to praise. Get rid of the heaviness. Begin to praise the Lord. Begin to cry out to Him. I don't know what to say. Well, has He been good to you? Yeah. Oh, God, you've been so good to me. Say that. What do I say after that? I don't know. What are you thankful for? Oh, God, I'm thankful that I got up today. That I'm on the right side of the grass. I thank you, Father, that my kids are going to do the right thing today. But they're probably not. Yeah, if you keep saying that. But if you say that they're going to do the right thing, you begin to influence their actions. Well, you're getting dressed. Get in the shower. Get dressed in the shower, man. Begin to speak the word. Begin to praise God. Begin to wave your arms around. Well, that'll be kind of funny. Nobody's in the shower with you. More than likely, we don't, whatever. Right? It's important. Philippians 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. 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 Put on the garment of praise. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. The Lord is at hand. You know what that says? It says he's right there with you. It says be anxious for nothing. Be anxious for For nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Why? Because you're clothing yourself in Him. We got mentoring going on Monday nights. Get in here. I don't know about that. Yeah, yeah, I'm waiting to hear from God. You heard from Him. 
VBI, get it on DVD. We'll start teaching it the first of the year on Sundays or something. Have a Bible study class or a Sunday school class. We'll put it in. You come. We'll already come to church. Come twice. I know your life's a wreck. You need twice. How many of your life was a wreck? You needed twice. Daniela was here every day of the week. On Saturday, sat out on the porch. Just kidding. She came to VBI and was pregnant, had a baby, and I held the thing while I taught because I didn't want her not to come. I don't know what to do. I got this baby. Bring it. I taught school. We had those plastic babies that cried all the time. I carried them around so the kids could take their test. I can surely carry that beautiful baby around while somebody's hearing the word. And that girl fell asleep every time she saw me for about three years. I just look at her, she'd fall over. I don't know what didn't she. That was that's the way she was, man. She was great. I just she'd take this baby. It's not going, give me the baby. It just goes right to sleep. Almost 13. I don't look at her anymore. I don't want her to fall down. She's a lot taller now. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever. See, I don't know what to, I don't know what to think. I don't want to meditate right here. Whatever things are true, the things that are noble, the things that are just, the things that are pure, the things that are lovely. Think about the good report. Well, I got my kid's report card. It's not good. Well, we'll be, we'll be speaking that it's good. Be asking God what you could do to get better. Be asking God how you can help them bring those grades up. Be talking about how smart they are, how they get it, how their teachers love them. Huh? Don't be cussing out your teachers. Don't be talking about them behind your back. You never know. It might be me. might be her. Yeah, you don't know who their, that teacher is. You don't know what's... The kids lie to you all the time. So just that's just the way it is. The truth's somewhere in the middle. It, it, it ain't what your kid says. I'll tell you that right now. I had to remember that because my kids were telling me all kinds of stuff, and I knew the people. So I don't know. But how, how much about you influencing who... Man, shape your world, dress yourself, get yourself going. There ain't no reason for you to be living underneath. That's right. Ain't no reason to be living underneath. Well, I don't have anything. You got Christ? You got everything. I'm telling you. Don't let this world system tell you you can't be. Whatever things are pure, lovely, good report. If there's any virtue, if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. And the Message Bible says, celebrate God all day, every day. Rejoice in the Lord always. Celebrate God all day, every day. I'm, if you spend your whole day telling the world, the enemy, and anybody else how good God is, you won't have to even worry about how bad it might be. Because your world will be transformed. Amen. We hope this message encouraged you. Victor Christian Center is passionate about sharing the love, acceptance, and forgiveness of Jesus. Learn more about us at victorylafayette.org. If you don't know Jesus or maybe you've gotten distracted and stopped following Him, 
I'd like to pray for you right now. The most important decision you'll ever make involves accepting the love of Jesus and His gift of new life. I'd invite you to make this prayer your own and take this opportunity to begin to follow Jesus. God, I ask you to reveal yourself to me. I want to know you. I ask you to forgive the sin in my life that has kept me from enjoying a relationship with you. Give me a fresh start by changing my life and helping me to follow you from this point forward. I accept your love through Jesus and I commit to trust your plan for my life. It's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. If you've prayed this prayer for the first time, please get in touch with us and let us know. To learn more about Victory or to contact us, visit us online at victorylafayette.org.